Welcome, everybody, to this Mets News Podcast. Uh, the New York Mets are back. They are, we can officially relax. We're okay. Everything is fine. The Mets are winning. They have a shot to sweep a series against the Padres. They had a nice West Coast, <coughs> excuse me, trip. And let's just get into it. And I have gotten a few questions. And we'll start off with this. And then, uh, We'll take it from there. Will I... They want to know, you know... I am a coach at Penn State, Berks. Uh, Hopefully going to be up to Penn State next year. But um, they want to know if I could do a podcast explaining how I got into coaching, why I'm into coaching, and what are my suggestions to get into coaching. Because I did say in my trailer, a couple of you pointed this out to me, that I would give you some advice on how to get into coaching. Baseball coaching, of course, or any type of coaching. So here's my thing. Here's my point, excuse me, not my thing. I'm going to ask a couple of people. Gabe, maybe the draft expert. I'm going to ask him. I have not asked them yet. Could, could you, I'm going to sub, submit me your questions at underscore Mets underscore news on my Instagram and I will take them, or you can privately DM me on that if you don't feel comfortable sharing the question. I will take the five most common asked questions, and you will get my answer to them. Nothing personal. I'm not going into anything personal. So that's my update on that. Um, I want to tell you guys this. Getting into coaching um, is not... It's, this is the most common question I get, and I'll answer it now, and I'll answer it when I get to that podcast episode I want to do, but I'll answer this for you because I keep getting questions about it, and here we go. I'll just answer this one right now. I'm not going to say who it's from because I get a variation of this question all the time. Is it hard to get into coaching? What are your suggestions to get into coaching? And how did you get to college? Getting into coaching at any level is actually extremely difficult. It takes a lot. It's not difficult. You know, every, you know, here's what I found out. I've applied for many jobs as Hector Neris gives up the lead and the Yankees and Phillies are tied. Yes, I'm watching the Yankees and the Phillies. I'm rooting for the Yankees to get a dub so the Mets can have a five-game lead. I don't think it's going to happen, though. <clears throat> the Yankees just look terrible this season. But anyway, getting into coaching, it really depends what level. I've gotten, believe it or not, turned down from a couple positions. Not college positions, even though I have gotten rejected from some, some college coaches. Not Penn State. Maine, I'm still waiting to hear about that. But a couple other I guess, remote Penn State campuses that have baseball. But I know for a fact, getting into coaching, you know, I've applied for jobs, not gotten them. But it's difficult. You have to really prove yourself, and you really have to have someone that believes in you. I was fortunate enough, and this is where I'm going to end it. This is like a teaser for you guys to listen to my episode. I was fortunate enough to have that person 
two people actually. And then those two people turn into three to four people. And they gave me my vote, which opened up another door, which opened up another door, which opened up another door, which opened up the job I'm working this summer. And every job, you know, it's basically you have to have connections. I did not have connections. I really didn't. And, you know, again, depending on what level you want to get into, it is very, you know, difficult. But if once you get into it, it's very hard unless you suck. And let me tell you, some of the coaches I coached against do suck, but they still have a job. So unless you're really, really bad, like Art how bad of the 2003-2004 Mets, 2002 Mets, I guess, too, you're, you're going to have a job. People are looking for free help. Now, if you're looking for a paid job for your first job, that's not going to work. You have to work your way up. And I'm still working my way up. But I, I have worked my way up to a degree, and some of that has to do with luck. And again, proving to your the person that takes a leap of faith in you that you can actually do the job. That's building a connection. But that's enough for now. Um, we're going to have that podcast out soon, but that's a teaser. Now, on to the Mets. The Mets had a very good West Coast trip. Probably the best West Coast trip you could imagine because I personally believe the New York Mets were kind of screwed. They were going to the West Coast. They're getting healthier now. Alonzo came back. Guillaume came back. But again, the Mets... As I move the microphone closer to my face here, they weren't as healthy as it could be. And and remember, the Mets have have a terrible, a disgusting record in June. Probably the worst record in MLB history in June. They had a June where they only got four wins. Scratch that. Five wins. June is when the Mets seasons, except 1986 and 1969... You, you you can count them on a finger. Back, everybody. You just heard from our sponsor, Anchor. This was a uh, my phone. <laughs> Excuse me, not my phone. My uh, podcasting microphone fell, and let's just start off. Start where I left off. You can count on one finger that when the Mets have done good. And I've stated it. it's nineteen eighty six and nineteen sixty nine. Nineteen eighty eight was okay. If the Mets are Below 500 in June. I mean, it's pretty much expected that the Mets will be below 500 in June. And um, things won't go good as the Phillies just walked off on the Yankees. So it's official. The Mets will stay with a four-game lead. But the Mets so far have been producing in June. I really can't complain about this. And if you're a Mets fan, I mean... There's really nothing you can complain about. I'm sorry. Uh, but it is what it is. Uh, you know, there are still people in the fan base that are kind of complained. I mean, I could, I could name a few. Uh, <laughs> Frank the Tank. <laughs> Frank the Tank. Uh, you know, I love watching Frank the Tank's video, though. In all seriousness, Frank the Tank 
man, if you're listening, you're welcome on my podcast anytime. You are a great voice in the Mets fan base. Even though I don't agree with you 99% of the time, I still uh, support what you're doing. And I still get a very, very funny kick out of your videos. So keep up the good work. Like he cares. He's working at Paul Barstool making a ton of money. But keep up the good work. I, I love your videos, Frank. But... The Mets are going to be fine. And let's get into this quick series with San Diego. Uh, do we want to get into Baltimore? I guess before we get to San Diego, Matt Harvey, uh, you know, the Mets. Let's start with Tim, David Peterson. Then we'll go to the past. Man, does David Peterson suck. Like, uh, you know, I, I don't want to give up on him because, you know, Mets pitchers, unless you're Jacob deGrom or Noah Syndergaard, your second season tends to be a down year. Uh, you know, Matt Harvey, I guess, is the other exception to that rule, but he got Tommy John, so I consider that down. Um, but, man, Tim Peterson is a freaking mess right now, and that is the best way I could put it. He couldn't pitch against the Orioles. I mean, what else is there to say? The guy struggled against the Orioles. And, you know, I, I could tell you, all I want that, uh, you know, he'll be fine and don't worry about it. But I, I, I don't know. I honestly don't know if he'll be fine. I, I just, I don't. And I wish I could tell you that that um, he'll be fine because his stuff, and this is going to be the, the pitching coach of me coming out, it's flat. It's just it's flat. It's very, very hittable. His breaking ball is very hittable. And I I don't know. I honestly don't. I wish I had the answer. And that's why I'm pausing because I'm trying to think, do I have the answer for my listeners? I don't. I I don't know. I would send Peterson down and call someone up from AAA. There are a few guys in AAA that are performing very well. Uh, Carrasco and Syndergaard, like I said on my last podcast, they're not coming back anytime soon. They're not. The Syndergaard news is even worse. So they're not coming back anytime soon. Uh, their, uh, acting general manager Zach Scott said that they'll be back. Uh, he still intends for Carrasco to be back uh, by the end of the July, uh, by the end of the all, before the All Star break. I think it's the end of July, but you know you can't expect them to be back. Uh, the Mets took care of business against Matt Harvey, and they got a winning road trip, and it's just sad. Playing against Matt Harvey is just, it's sad. I mean, there's nothing else to say. Do you want me to say that it's a good thing? I I don't want to trash Matt. But, um, that's it. That's all I got with the Orioles. Let's go on to the Padres here, and then we're going to wrap this baby up. Uh, the Mets won last night. Jacob DeGrom drove in the game-winning hit. He is 6-2, and two, by the way, so he's finally 
getting the wins he deserves. But the bad news, Jacob deGrom left with an injury, elbow tendonitis. Uh, He says he's going to pitch next start. I don't know if he is. I hope he does. If it was me, I would not pitch him. I would be cautious, especially because they only had a 60-game season last year. So that's me. But he had an MRI today. He came back clean. He was out there throwing today. And my assumption is he's going to make his next start. If it was me again, I'd put him on the 10-day IL. And here's the thing. Jake is throwing at, and I said this many times, at an unhumanly level, which is 101 miles an hour. And his slider is almost 96 miles an hour. <clears throat> and his changeup's 93 miles an hour. So... Basically, you get the point. He's he's throwing at levels that no one has ever seen before. So, he's throwing at levels we've never seen before, but he's got this is going to be his third injury scare. Remember he had that lap problem earlier in the year, and maybe it's just best for Jake to not throw 101. Maybe it's just best for him if he just doesn't throw 101. He basically throws 96 to 95, and he's still dominant. Because DeGrom, the one thing you could say about him is he's obviously not cheating with his spin rate, with all that goo on the ball like Garrett Cole and Trevor Bauer. I'm even more happy now that we didn't get Trevor Bauer. I was a huge Trevor Bauer fan. I'm not anymore. The guy is clearly a clown on social media. He is just, he's a mess. And listen, good job by the Mets for not signing him. But again, maybe it's just best for him not to throw 101. Or 102. Maybe that's what's best for him. But that's just my opinion. In closing today, the Mets won. They beat the uh, Padres 4-1 to today. Uh, home run by Lindor. Two-run shot. That's all they needed. VR gets an RBI hit and a home run. A monstrous shot. Diaz locks it down. Lugo it looks great since coming back from the IL. Good to see him back. Uh, Trevor May hasn't pitched in over a week. Got to get him some work in. Diaz is, I think, good. I, I can't. I think Diaz has earned everybody's confidence, and I hope I'm. I got to knock on wood that he. <laughs> I'm sorry for knocking on wood, but I'm hoping that he continues to be great because if he's great and Familia continues the great stretch, the Mets are clearly the NLE's favorites. This next stretch will, in my opinion, decide if the Mets are the... They have 22 games at home out of their next 32. So if they can somehow finish above 500 and McNeil is coming back next week and... Conforto should be back by July, end of June, beginning of July. The Mets are clearly the favorite. It is clear to everyone who is going to win this division. And 
I am, I think it's the Mets right now. That's all I got. Like, the, uh, it's hard. It's great to do a podcast where everything's going good and the players are getting healthy. I mean, to me, I'm not used to it. I'm not. What's going on? We're in bizarro land. What's going on? The Mets are good. But it's really been a long time coming. The Mets, they desperately needed this. And th- happy belated birthday to Steve Stephen A. Cohen. I mean, VR's producing. Pilar's producing. Uh, goodness. I mean, there's not much negativity going on in the Mets. And when I do this again in a week or two, or two weeks, a week, this is coming out Saturday night. It'll be out by 9.50. My goal is to have this out by 9.50, 10 o'clock. But this could change. But right now in Metland, there's nothing to complain about. And it's rare. But there's still a lot of games in the NL East that are going to be played. This next stretch of doubleheaders when the Mets have one off day is crucial and huge. And that's all I got. This has been an edition of the Mets News Podcast. Stay safe, subscribe to all my platforms, and have a good one. And let's go Mets. Stay safe, folks. The Mets look to sweep the San Diego Padres tomorrow. Again, I ask you, do you think the Mets are for real? Comment on the Instagram if you think the Mets are real. Follow my social media, underscore Mets, underscore news. And that's it. Stay safe, guys. Have a good one. Let's go Mets.